And welcome back to another edition, another episode of the Man to Man podcast with myself, Trayvon, and my co-host, Kelvin Dooley. How you doing today, Kelvin? I'm doing good, man. Ready to uh, get this, this show underway. Yeah. So today, May the 11th, is National Eat What You Want Day. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the this is the only one for today that really stood out stood out to me, Kelvin. Uh, it sounds like a good day to just go pig out and, and eat a lot of food. So that might be what I have to do all day today. Yeah. Food. Um. I, I. I. How about eat what you want day? How many of those meals that you plan on eating will include a Mountain Dew? Uh. All, I. I can't say all of them, but most of them would. Okay. It, each snack, each meal, they will probably be accompanied with a Mountain Dew. I figure. For me, um, I pretty like breakfast today. Today's my off day in terms of working out. So, I like breakfast. And um, today I made salmon. I, I just got done making that. I just took that out right to hopping on the show. So, that's my national eat what you want today meal. Salmon, okay. rice, and veggies that I made on my own. So, Round of applause for me for making my own damn meal. Absolutely. Thank you. I don't know about you, but it's hard for me to even cook a cook a meal. And when I do, it's usually on the grill with like burgers or something easy. So Yeah. Every now and then I'll get I'll, I'll step outside a little bit and do like a, a fry some pork chops or, or some grill some steaks or something. But yeah, cook, cooking a meal is actually a, a big deal, especially I think when you're 24 and it's, well, you're, you're not 24, <laughs> but when you're 24 and you're just kind of lazy and it's easy to throw something in the microwave, so. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I plan on picking out today, but mine will probably be less health, healthy than salmon, fry, uh, rice, and, and veggies. Mine will probably be more like uh, chips and ice cream <laughs> and uh, a bunch of a bunch of lazy stuff, like I said. Yeah, that's hey, that, that's the spirit of the actual holiday, uh, opposed <laughs> to being all healthy like me, you know. Yeah, well, and it, well, and and in my def- or in I guess in my benefit, not necessarily defense. You said today's your day off from working out, but right. today's today's my day off in general. Like I don't even go, <laughs> I don't even go to work today, so I have all day to just find what I want to eat. So oh, this this day is perfect for you. This day was meant for. Absolutely. It fell on the perfect day this year. So anyways, we will transition into our actual sports topics for the day. Uh, We're going to go, we're going to go and discuss Bob Baffert, the uh, Kentucky Derby trainer who uh, has been caught cheating or is at least in relation to uh, cheating. I think, I think he denied all um, accounts of, of what happened with his horse at the Kentucky Derby, but nonetheless, he was caught in the midst of cheating um, DK Metcalf tries to be an Olympic runner. We will discuss that. And there was a fourth no no hitter thrown in baseball. And we're not another even one. Another one. And we're not even a quarter of the way into the season. Wow. And then Russell Westbrook. That's where we'll start. He breaks Oscar Robertson's um, triple double record, career triple double record. With his 182nd, Kelvin, what do you what do you think about this man who has just been on a tear for the last at least four seasons of of racking up triple doubles? I, look, he deserves his credit, and and quite honestly, I've kind of flip flopped on how I feel about Russell 
Russ Brook and his triple doubles, um, you know, and by flip-flopping, I just mean whether that be – whether they're really good or it's kind of like, eh, eh, like doesn't really matter, doesn't count for nothing. Um, I'm here to take a stance, my final stance on Russ and the triple doubles. What he did last, yesterday, last night, by a, um, breaking that record of by Big O, it, it's magnificent, man. He deserves a lot of credit. Um, that was a record that a lot of people thought were wasn't going to be broken, right? Absolutely. That that, that is a a monumental record to do that. It's just so great is him and Big O are the only players to ever do it. This is not a long list. And we always yeah. say, oh, LeBron could have did it or Magic could have did it, John Stockton, whomever. If those guys could have did it, guess what? They would have did it. There's only exactly. one person in this era of basketball to do it, and that's Russ. And he deserves credit for that because the effort that he plays with, the intensity to do that for 43 minutes a night um, for the last, what, five seasons – uh, that's nothing to sneeze at, man. That is is truly magnificent what Russ has done. So congratulations to him. Uh, exactly, I, I'm 100 on the same page as you. And in fact, I'm not. I, I haven't necessarily been flip flopping back and forth, but I have done a complete flip flop, as in just one. So mm-hmm. I would say, because I can even recall, I think when we were doing the slab podcast together back shortly after college, um, and, and I think we kind of discussed it when Russ began this stretch or, or at least was in the middle of, you know, starting the stretch um, of recording triple double after triple double. And, and I was like, Oh, well, who cares? He plays for the thunder and they're not doing good with, you know, like, like they're not a good team. So the stats are cute, but they're not doing good, but I've done a complete flip flop. And over the last four years or so watching him do it for the thunder for a couple seasons and then the Rockets last year in the middle of the COVID season, you know, you didn't see as much of it, but you still saw it. Um, and then again, this year, all year with the wizards. So he's done it for four seasons now. Now. Um, and he just continues to rack up triple doubles. And like you said, this record is special because no one else has done it. Just him and big O and yep. you know, for, I, I mentioned it. I wrote a I wrote a blog on, on my on my blog about how he's the only one in this league that can do it, or else someone else would have done it. All like someone else would be doing it if someone else was capable of it. And yep, that's what you, and that's what you just mentioned. Yeah. So I don't. I, I just he's the only one that's capable of it with his effort and his athleticism. There's just there, there's no one else that can combine those two things: effort and athleticism. And and play at the level that Russell Westbrook does his effort yeah. and athleticism is just and you know that that's to credit you know him breaking this 47 year old record a record that hey, look go the, ahead. The, the final word he's going to go down as probably probably as a one of the all-time great point guards to never win a title he's yeah. uh, certainly considered the most athletic and the next most explosive already he's going to go down titleless probably um he, he will have made a lot of money. He will have go down as also as a tough teammate as as well. So one so. shining light on his career is again his explosiveness, athleticism, intensity, and God damn it, he racked up the most triple doubles in a NBA career. That is, yes. we may not glorify him again as as one of the greats uh, on a Mount Rushmore of any kind, but he will exactly. be the triple double king, and that will matter because no one else is doing it. Exactly. And I got one last question for you. Yeah. Um, 
he, like, like you said, not, not one of the Mount Rushmore's. He's not the most talented. He hasn't been the most skilled, definitely not the best shooter. Um, but how does he, how does he stack up, I guess, for you in terms of just impactful players? Because he's, he's got to be one of the most impactful players for the game that we've seen, I guess, in, in the last deck or last five seasons. He, he's been one of the most impactful players, right? Yeah, I mean, and, and that and that just goes to the triple doubles. I like some of those numbers. You use the word. I use it getting skewed. Uh, you can't really skew triple doubles. You can't really call him a stat chaser. Someone who averages averages a triple double isn't chasing stats. They're just goddamn it. They're really good at getting triple doubles. Exactly. exactly. Where, well, in terms of where he ranks, I mean, certainly in this just in this generation. Um, I, I just throw out a couple of names: Chris Paul, Kyrie, um, Darren Williams. Uh, Stephen Curry, Damian Lillard, amongst those guys, and and uh, I'm leaving out guys, of course. He, I will remember him as one of the best of of my time. You know, this is like my, yeah. I mean, he will certainly go down as one of the best of my time. And where he ranks, when it's all said that all said and done, I could see him as a top fifty player. Yeah. Um, fifty fifty may sound a little outlandish, but the highest, I don't know, a top, yeah. 30, that 25, yeah, and he's yeah, probably at 25, sure. honestly. Yeah, I can see it, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So next, two Major League Baseball, where Wade Miley of the Cincinnati Reds completed the fourth no-hitter in the first, what, Trey, five, six weeks of the Major League Baseball season. Um yeah, like 30, 35 games in about, I think, is what most teams are. So and we have four no-hitters. Again, Wade Miley of the Cincinnati Reds. Um, he goes nine strong. Where I think the Reds put up three in that ninth inning uh, to keep it from going into extra innings where they completed the no-hit. Trey, that's four through 35 games. That's, 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 Trey, we're going to get 35 more games. Will we see four more no-hitters? Surely not, but man, I've we we've kind of been talking about it all season. You know, we we've kind of covered every no hitter, and we we've mentioned every time. You know, this will slow down eventually. We're not going to see you know twenty five. So like, I would like to say no in the next quarter of the season. There's no way, you know, like by the All Star break, there's no way we're going to have eight no hitters. But honestly, I'm not willing to say that now. Like I, I think anything's possible at this point. The hitters seem to be striking out more. I think those numbers are up a little bit. Uh, the pitchers just seem to look good. I, I think this might have a little bit to do with, you know, missing so much time last year with COVID. Um, I, I'm also not 100% confident that I can say that it has anything to do with that. But I seem like it's kind of in relation, and it looks like the hitters are just struggling, man, and, and the pitchers are taking advantage of it. They're, they're performing great and shutting down opposing offenses. Yeah, so offensive numbers are just down across the majors. Um, yeah. I wish I had the four teams that were no hit in front of me, but truth be told, I don't think any of them were good hitting teams, uh, yeah. to be honest. I know the Rangers are one team, I think, the Mariners. Um, and I think it kind of stops there. I think those are the only two teams I can name. In, in terms of the no hitters, I, I don't know, man. It, it, it's almost a phenomenon, and I can't really explain it. I mean, guys are just – Hey, in a few of these outings, there's like two or three pitches away from perfect games. I think in the yes. in the previous no hitter, it was a wild pitch. The guy for the yeah. Orioles, it yep. was a wild pitch away, which that guy actually struck out, but the ball went back to the backstop. 
uh, missed the catcher. So, or the catcher, got- catcher missed the ball. So, uh, he, he was able to get on base. So, I mean, these are like – these aren't just regular no-hitters. Some of these are dominant performances mm-hmm. uh, that no one really talks about. Like, guys are really swinging and missing, going down with the shoulder on their bats. Uh, there's not a lot of contact being made. I mean, this is – I don't know, man. I can't really explain that. I, I, again, we, we talked about it. Maybe we should set the over and under right now. 13 <laughs> and a half? I'm yeah, going to be over. We, we <laughs> have been late. saying at least double digits. <laughs> I had set my number at 12, but yeah, I'd be I'd go over on 13 and a half right now. I mean, look, man, who knows? At this rate, if it continues at this rate, I wouldn't be surprised if it is over 13 and a half. Yeah. It's, and it's just, it's insane. And you mentioned, you mentioned just a few pitches. Uh, the one guy had the wild pitch. And then I think the, the outing before that, the no hit bid before that, Mm-hmm. was the perfect game was ruined because he hit a batter. Yeah, on the toe, yes. Yeah, yeah so I remember, like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, a hit batter and a wild pitch, and you've got two perfect games right there. So, I mean, these pitchers are just – they're they're dealing right now. Like I said, they're just shutting down offenses. Um, I'm, I'm not willing to blame it on lack of preparation with, with, the, with COVID, but I know that that could be an issue. You know, I just let less, tra- less training, less preparation from these hitters, and – they're just getting sliced up by by opposing pitchers right now. Yeah. Um, here's a question. Any is, is there any reason why we should move the mound back? Oh man, I I don't know. I I think I think I'm a homer in, in terms of because I, I'm I'm even a guy that that says no DH in the NL. So like mm-hmm. even something like that, I think I'm just so opposed to change because like I said, I'm a homer. I want baseball to stay the way it's been. Um, yep. But I don't know. That's kind of, that's kind of a, a, just a weird me thing. Like, like I just, I don't like change in baseball. I guess I want it to stay as original as it can. You know, we've already seen some weird changes. I hate the runner going to second base and extra innings rule. Hate that. Um, starting extra innings with the runner on second base. I just, uh, I, I completely dislike that rule. So like, I think moving the mound back, I think I would be opposed to it, but I don't know. Yeah, so a runner starts on second in extra innings. Yeah. Double header go to the second game of a double header. Now goes to seven, seven, nine. And they don't count no hitters, goddammit. We should have one for <laughs> Madison Bumgarner for all I know. <laughs> so we should be five. Could be. Um, yeah. So they don't count no hitters. Um, I don't. Well, they got the two the two batter minimum now, or three batter, whatever the rule is. Yeah, There's three. baseball is going through a lot of changes right now, and I think baseball is its own biggest enemy. Yeah, um, yeah they're, they're trying too hard to appease fans. They think fans right. are too unhappy with the game, and it's like, look, man, if they're not, if they don't enjoy the game the way it is, maybe they just aren't baseball fans. Like I don't know, maybe, maybe yeah. I'm getting too maybe I'm getting too worked up with it, but maybe they're just not baseball fans if they don't enjoy the way the game's already being played. But yeah, it's a, it's a long discussion, and I only present that question to you. The the final word. Um, I, what I don't want to see from baseball is dominant performances by pitchers this often. I, I'm I'm okay with great pitchers having great games and quality starts and being able to have a no hitter here and there and a perfect game here and there. But four to forty games, yeah, that is. Dominance that doesn't that doesn't make for good baseball when the pictures are out here just completely terrorizing hitters. And again, I don't have the four teams in front of me. It's not like these are great offensive teams. I know that much, but still, 
it's kind of like, come on, man. Yeah, I get you. I get that. Next up, DK Metcalf, wide receiver, Hawks, just recently ran over the weekend a 10.3600 meter race dash um, in some Olympic trials here recently. Uh, TV, man, I don't – your thoughts, man. This guy, he did not qualify. I think he finished last in the race, if I'm not mistaken. I've seen the race. I, I didn't even care who finished first or last. I And I don't even – I'm not going to sit here and act like I know a lot about Olympic sprint times and, and, and speed. But I know yeah. 10.36 is fast. But nonetheless, yeah. Trey, your thoughts on DK Metcalf uh, successfully failing to qualify for the Olympics. Yeah, well – Look, the, the 10.36 um, on, on his runtime is very fast, uh, obviously. Blazing. Um, it just, uh, I guess, you know, wasn't fast enough. He did finish ninth. I don't know if that was last, but I do remember seeing he finished ninth. I assume that's out of 10, but I don't know that either. Um, but nonetheless, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't qualify. He didn't, he didn't finish um, good, but in terms of them. But, yeah, 10.36 is fast, man, and I think it maybe just opens your eyes to, like, some of what these other athletes in the NFL and, and NBA and the MLB for that matter could do if they tried out for the Olympic, because I don't think DK Metcalf's the fastest guy in the NFL by any shot or by no. any stretch. Um, so I think this is, you know, open drives, you know, maybe someone like Tyree kill, you know, if he tried out for the Olympics, maybe he qualifies. Uh and, and other guys, there's other really fast guys in the NFL, not just Tyreek Hill, but that was just the first one that came to mind. You know, maybe some of those other guys try out and qualify. You know, I don't know if they're interested in that because maybe they don't want to injure themselves trying to do these sprints and trying to prepare for the Olympics uh, because I'm sure they would have to take a lot of time off of uh, their their typical, you know, NFL, you know, work and, and whatnot, what have you. I mean, I know it's the offseason right now, but I'm sure that they're still – working on NFL stuff, and I don't know about, you know, getting to the Olympics and, and competing in that during the summertime. That would probably mess with NFL, you know, getting ready for the NFL then during the summer and during training camp. So, nonetheless, yeah. I think it opens your eyes to, you know, there's probably a lot of athletes out there in the NFL and the NBA that could compete in Olympic events and make it. Yeah, so I kind of gave away how I felt about it in the opening of this of this topic. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, look. This this showed me a couple of things. DK Metcalf isn't the fastest in the NFL by a long stretch. Yeah. But he maybe had seemingly the most impressive sequence or play in the NFL this season when he sure. ran down Buda Baker of the Arizona Cardinals. For sure. Might, may, might have been the best play of the NFL season. Just talk about speed. Uh, but this put in, puts in, uh, excuse me, this puts in perspective how these these may be the best athletes in the world and NFL athletes, they cannot compete with track and field athletes. They just can't. I don't Tyreek Hill okay. has Olympic speed, but you put him in a dash with guys who are fundamentally sound and trained and have the nuance to that sport, they would probably smoke Tyreek Hill. And okay. Tyreek Hill smokes okay. people on the grid arm. Grid okay. arm. In the in the in the actual Olympic sport. I don't think Tyreek Hill stands a chance. The fastest guy, the guy who won the race uh, this weekend against uh, DK Metcalf, he's 80 pounds lighter and ran, I don't know, I think he ran a nine-something. 
I, I don't. I mean, those. I don't know, man. I just. I don't know. Yeah. That 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 eleven seconds of life may be the most exciting eleven seconds, right? Just to see men or women sprint their fastest. We're talking about the fastest people in the world sprint for eleven seconds. I, I don't know, man. What he did is very impressive. Uh, I watched the highlights maybe two or three times back. Like this is cool to see an NFL player. He stood out like a sore thumb. He was massive lined up against these other eight or nine co- opponents. He this. This dude was he looked freakish out there. Like I'm like, whoa, look, look at this guy compared to everybody else. He was I, I don't know. It was fun to see. I don't know if this gives any hope to any NFL. I just don't. It's a different sport, man. So shouts out to DK, but I don't I don't know, man. That was it was fun to see, but man, that's that's scary fast, man. I, I can't I can't even dream of running that fast. That's like <laughs> Dash, incredible type speed, Flash, Gordon. Okay, you know <laughs> Spider Man swinging from a web speed. I don't. That's that's fast, man. Yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That crazy so final, fast. Final thing for you here. You so you think you think NFL players would be completely unmatched uh, or unmatched? Un, un, yeah, staying no chance. Be able to compete. Um, let Not me, even let close. Let me throw this one at you. Uh, okay. Instead of instead. Of, do you think DK Metcalf would be better suited and and maybe be able to put up a better shot in a team relay event where he's running longer distances? No, nah, I, I no, no. If you uh, if you put DK Terry Kill, um, well, I don't know KJ Hamler for the Broncos. I don't know two other one. speed guys. Yeah, in the, in a four by four relay against Jamaica and the United States. I think they they probably lose about fifteen seconds. Whoa! <laughs> <Golly>. <laughs> I, I just okay. I, I, look they they're magnificent athletes. They just again they they show that they get uh, in terms of athleticism. There's not a sport that they probably couldn't play football athletes. I don't think that you could say the same about hockey or soccer athletes. But NFL athletes, I think you could probably put those guys on any field and they could probably ball. Besides the track and field, I. In turn, I, no man, I just you just don't. That's think they're fast. Both. That's they're, that's they're, pure speed, DK show. But you can you can look in that race, and these are I no man. He no, they lose by fifteen seconds, and they four by four. Golly. team okay. relay. Okay, all right. Um, I guess with that, Kelvin Kelvin hates on NFL and NBA athletes, so we'll just yeah. transition. We'll just transition <laughs> transition into a sport that we're not used to talking about, but no. we did bring it up. Um, let's see. I think it was a national holiday at the beginning of May, um, because the Kentucky Derby's ran on that yep. day. We talked about it as a national holiday. So here we are, Kentucky Derby. Um, the the horse Medina Spirit is who won the Kentucky Derby. Um, the trainer for Medina Spirit though was Bob Baffert. Bob Baffert has trained seven horses now to a Kentucky Derby win, but. It just came out recently that Baffert's horse, Medina Spirit, did have traces of steroids found in it. When, when they did post-race tests, they found traces of steroids in the horse. Kelvin, does this take away from Bob Baffert's uh, legendary status? As you know, he's, he's a seven-time winner in the Kentucky Derby. He's won the Preakness Stakes, and, he, and he's won some other major horse races multiple times. 
does this take away from his legendary status now that we've found steroids in one of his horses post-race? I, I don't think so. And okay. this guy's been he's, – he's widely considered in this sport. And I just found this out over the weekend. He's widely considered, considered in this sport the greatest horse trainer of all time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, why it doesn't take him away, I just kind of equate it to Tom Brady, who was found cheating as well. Uh, with Spygate and with the uh, deflation of footballs, mm-hmm. um, you know, on and on. Yeah, I mean, and Tom Brady is still considered the greatest athlete of all time in his sport um, okay. of, of national football. So, I, look, to have one horse of seven derby winners be called cheating, I don't – it's – it's yeah, it tarnishes him maybe. But I don't – I just overall in the grand scheme of how we view him as a – horse racing trainer i don't think so i think he's i think his reputation remains intact okay. um, i will say this they they are doing a second test which may take weeks to get back so okay. the first one if the next one comes back positive we can call it a failed positive test or positive failed test i don't know yeah yeah one of the two but i mean until then that horse is considered guilty um and i again i he's no he's still the, the goat to me and i'm well, not the goat to me he's still the goat in terms of horse trainers to me. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think it hurts a little bit. I, I agree. I don't think in the grand scheme of things, he's he's got seven Kentucky Derby winners, like I mentioned, and then multiple in the Preakness Stakes and 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 other large, large horse racing events. So, you know, I think I think the total is, is upwards of twenty in terms of winners in, in these large events. Mm-hmm. And like you said, one horse gets caught, maybe he only cheated this one time. Who knows? Maybe he didn't. Um, so I think it's hard to to discredit him for these 20 major wins or, or, like I said, upwards of 20 major wins. I think it's hard to discredit him this one time for all 20 of those um, or 17, 18, whatever it is. I think it's hard to do that. So I, I'm not going to say it, it, it hurts his status, but I think it does make you think just like, wow, like if we're going to cheat in an event that only takes two minutes to run – and we just got through catching the Astros with the cameras and everything else in baseball. Tom Brady, you've already mentioned, with the Patriots and Deflategate and Spygate. Can we trust that anyone is competing fairly in sports anymore? No, we we can't. We can't. And, and look, if we, if we're just going to have to settle for that, honestly. Um, for all uh, I know, LeBron James may not even be human. Probably and not. <laughs> it, it took until this for him to actually look human with this injury. So yeah. there's athletes across all sports that we could probably nitpick and say this guy or this team may be cheating. And how about this? Here's a question for you. Any chance this brings any good publicity, publicity to the sport of horse horse racing? Because I didn't watch the Derby. I've watched it before, but I didn't watch it this past weekend. Uh, and this same horse will compete in the Preakness this upcoming race. Mm-hmm. Any chance this brings more viewership to the sport? Mm. You, you kind of asked me too there. So, so with your first question, I was going to say yes, because you said, is it good publicity? I think any publicity yeah. for horse racing at this point is good because I think <laughs> I, I'm not, I, I, say, I, I know that sounds really, really harsh, but I didn't yeah. mean it to be harsh, but like the sport really doesn't get much attention outside of like your rich, fancy people because i mean that, that's what you see at those events people very nicely dressed um with a lot of money 
Um, they, they just look like very classy people, you know, and so you see these rich older people at these events and outside of that and the people competing in them, I don't know that you get very much attention for the horse races. Um, I've known about them, but like you said, I maybe I watched it this year, but that's only because the sports editor at the Globe turned it on. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I would not have even went over to watch it. But I was like, hey, I might as well go watch it just because. So I did. Um, but I think any publicity is good publicity publicity for this event just to get people's eyes on it and get them talking about it just like we're doing today. Um, yep. Secondly, the follow-up question in terms of does it get more viewership? Mm, how many people want track for two minutes that's my that's my only question i don't i don't know it's, it's such a short event it's i don't know it i don't know I don't, I don't know if it gets more viewership but i think it gets them more attention and i think that's good nonetheless just to get people talking about the events so yeah i know this much final word if i was there i, I think i would be a bigger horse racing fan if i could see it in live action from tv agree. it does it does me no justice honestly i would agree in person i would probably love it one hundred percent. I would agree with that. I think it would be fun. And honestly, you know what? I might go to a Kentucky Derby event before I die. Why not? Sounds like a sounds like a good bucket, random bucket list thing to do. Just go to a Kentucky Derby once. And, and let me warn you on that, Trey. This this is a big money event. Like you said, there's a lot of uptight big money in the building. I do not think they're serving Mountain Dew at a horse race derby. Crap. Okay? <laughs> We're gonna have, look. By the time I'm 80, maybe I will have convinced them to serve Mountain Dew at that event. Um, because otherwise, I, I can't go. I can't go. I'm sorry. A Mountain Dew champagne? Mm. Interesting. Yeah, maybe. I would definitely try that. Absolutely. Yeah, I would try that, too. It, it doesn't sound as bad as I think it is in my head, but I would try that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why not? I'll try anything with Mountain Dew in it, I think. There you go. Uh, Okay, it is time. Our Tuesday special, the Country Boy, City Boy quiz. I don't know if we've ever really mentioned it to the audience. I think they probably have understood, but clearly we do this because I'm a country boy. I grew up in the country in Oklahoma. Now I'm in the country in Missouri. I'm nothing but a good old country, good old country boy. And Kelvin, on the other hand, born and raised in KC. He came to Joplin for a little bit which to him was a small town and to me was a big town. Yeah. And uh, now Kelvin's back in KC. He's a city boy again. So this is why we do the country boy, city boy quiz. Kelvin, do you want to kick off today's quiz or would you like me to start it off? I'm, I'm, I'll kick it off because I'm going to try something new. Um, okay. So, well, at least something I haven't debuted here on the show before that I'm debuting today. So I'm from the city. Kansas City, Missouri. Trey left out the Missouri part. Uh, oh. Not Kansas. That is, please get that right. I am <laughs> Kansas City, show me state. Not Kansas City, uh, the other Sometimes. the other place. Yeah, the <laughs> other part, the other place. All right. This city boy has a city boy question for Trey. So, Trey, here in the city, uh, we actually refer to ourselves as city boys. And the girls are city girls. Okay. Um, urbanly. They both have actual definitions. Okay. Um, okay. I don't even know if I'm going to worry this correctly, but just follow me. Okay. A city boy. That that would be I. Okay. Okay. Trey. Can you, the, the word city girl came from a rapper. Okay. 
Okay. Um, in the hip hop industry. Came okay. from a female rapper. Yes. All right. Can you define city girl and which rapper coined the term? So this rapper comes from a big city. Okay. Um, and it, it's in reference to, I don't know, money in summer. But it's along the city, I don't know, city um, city boy ways, if that makes sense. Okay. And so this- Can you define city girl and which rapper coined the term? Okay. And the definition you said has to do with money? Um, money, men, the summer. <laughs> uh, this was a really hot term two summers ago. A summer ago, two summers ago. Um, so it's not specifically about me, the city boy, but about one, the city girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that an so older... You- can I get a hint in terms of like when this rapper? Oh well, you said it was popular two summers ago, so I guess it's a fairly new rapper, right? Uh, she's been around maybe half a decade, maybe about five years. Okay, yeah, yeah. You define city girl. And which rapper? Okay, well, I'm gonna... Oh man, can I define city girl? Yeah. So how about this? I'll, I'll give you a hint. Um, these might be really bad hits. This so there's two women. One, they're both from Florida. Um, let's see. It also involves, like I said, money, lifestyle, men. Um, that's the best I could probably do. <laughs> okay, it's the best I could probably do. And you said it was popular like two years ago. It was very popular about two summers ago and also last summer. Every damn summer, you're going to hear City Girl versus the City Boys. Wow. I, I Honestly, I don't know. Um, I can't think of like a definition. My guess in terms of who coined the term, the rapper that coined the term, yes. Well, I just drew a blank on her name. That, sh- that shows how well I pay attention to rappers. I-, I can picture her, but I do not have her name. Here we go. City Girl. Let me turn the damn timer off. All right. So, City Girl. A city girl is a woman who doesn't have the funds to support the lifestyle she dreams to live. So, she hunts down wealthy men to help. Yes. Okay. And so I think, see, I would have never gotten that, but I think that that sounds about right for who I'm thinking it is, but I cannot think of her name. So it was coined by, so I I, I did you a disservice. It was coined by, like I said, it was coined by two women. The woman uh, who created Hot Girl, her name is Meg the Stallion. Oh, okay. The two women who coined City Girl, uh, duo called the City Girls, (laughs) actually. Uh, the oh. city girl t- coined the term city girl, which, again, stands for a woman who doesn't have the funds to support the lifestyle she dreams to live. So she hunts down wealthy men. OK. OK. Uh, that's that's an urban definition. Um, and again, you'll hear that thrown around here in the city uh, by city girls, I guess, every summer. It is city girl summer it is hot girl summer. Yeah, see, uh, I was thinking of hot girl summer, but that didn't that didn't fit the 
the definition that you were kind of giving me, so I never said not that. Quite. Okay. Not quite. Okay. I still can't think of the name. You didn't say it, um, but a new a new ish rapper, and I would say she's within the last five years, but I cannot think of her name at all. Um, and it's, and it was really bugging me, but oh well. Yeah. Um, so I have kind of a difficult one for you, and I'm afraid it may go similar, uh, go a similar way. Maybe not. Um, but here, here it goes. Uh, as for as for the country boy side of this quiz, Kelvin, you yep. you're going out, but it's late at night. It might even be oh, dark, boy. or it's getting close to dark. Right. Yep. If you're out fishing at nighttime, what is a creature, especially when you're fishing at ponds? Um, which is what I did a lot of. What is a creature you might hear a lot of while you're fishing at the pond, and you might even use it as a as a fishing lure? You might have a, uh, an artificial lure of this creature that you're using as a fishing lure. Nice. I like this. Um, it's fishing at dark sounds terrifying, first and foremost. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at this city boy just – just so happen to believe there's a shark in any body of water. I don't give a damn if it's a pond, a lake, a stream, a river. There is a shark at the at the floor of this water. Okay. 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 So 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 fishing or swimming that late at night horrifies me. By the okay. way. All right. Um, is this a whistle or tool? Uh, like a a bell, like this artificial thing that oh, you the, used? No. This is, uh, I guess the question, I should be more specific. The question is, like, like what you're trying to figure out is what creature might you hear at night? Okay. And then, and then you might also use it while you're fishing. Like, this creature, you might use it as an artificial lure to, to try and catch fish. So That you also hear. Interesting. Yeah, yeah you will hear so, this creature at night when you're pond fishing. Yeah, when you're pond fishing late at night. I, my first inclination was a frog. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know nothing about frogs and how they operate late at night. I don't know if fish enjoy frogs. I've never seen a fish eat a frog. I like frog legs myself, but I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if bass like frog legs. So well, do they? Um, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of something that you would hear late at night. I've never done a late night late night fishing, so I'll just um. Well, yeah, because you're afraid there's sharks out there. Yeah, right. There may be a <laughs> a, 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 a shark sitting on top of a, a lily pad for a lot of. No way. Um, something that you I I yeah I just I go with a frog, man. I don't. I'll just stick to my 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 first choice, a frog. Ding 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 ding! Yo, you got it. You got now, it. Is this a specific type of frog? Is it a toad? No, a, is a it... frog more specifically, probably a bullfrog. Okay. Um, but yeah, you. In fact, frogs late at night, man, especially in the summertime. I should have probably been more specific, but especially in the summertime, late at night, man, they're all out around the pond croaking. They don't stop. They're nonstop, and honestly. For a country boy, it's like a beautiful sound late at night. Yeah. Nothing, nothing else. All you hear is the frogs croaking and you're fishing. And like I said, uh, like a pla- it'll be like a soft plastic lure. 
and you just put it on the hook and you reel it across the top of the water like a frog would be swimming across the top of the water and fish love them. Wow. That is scary. I don't know <laughs> if I can trust a thousand croaking frogs. That that does not <laughs> sound. <laughs> it is a beautiful natural sound, man. You get, you got you got to come do it once. It's just, it's just so nice to just sit so, in nature. Sit in th- nature. This is my my small town experience coming into play. I can remember nights, and it's great that you use the word nature. I think that's re- that's what really makes it stand out. I can remember some late summer nights in small town Joplin, and hearing, not like an abundance of croaking and frogs, but you can hear a frog or two, yeah, making a noise. And I stayed in this apartment complex where there's a small stream of water right in like in the backyard, essentially. And this little land of grass. And you yeah. go out there, you can see and hear the frogs. And um, in, in terms of nature, I never questioned, like, why there were frogs, like, 10 feet away from an apartment building. But you would hear that sound, and you would know it was late. You would know that the sun is falling. Yeah. You know, it was like, okay, this is this is what nighttime is all about. This is what nature, I guess, is all about. So that's I, – I think that little small memory is why I got that question right, which I think is my first country boy – correct answer no that's two remember you got the spawning oh yeah i am great at this man (laughs) yeah (laughs) you are now up to two wins i'm still sitting at one in terms of the quiz but hey uh i hate to bring it to your attention but you know the dad jokes are still going well going well for me yeah well (laughs) thanks for reminding me man i I appreciate that (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah But, hey, another great show, man, and uh, look forward to another one Friday. Yes, there you have it. Man to Man Podcast is in the books. I defeat Trey. Um, We only get this once in every blue moon, but I will take it. There must be a blue moon tonight. Catch (laughs) us out here on all of your streaming platforms where you get podcasts, uh, TV, another episode in, and, guys, you'll hear from us on Friday.